You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And hello again, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Medelsky live and local in uh, Owatonna, Minnesota. Uh, the week of the Steel County Free Fair, it sounded like an excellent opportunity to visit our friends in Owatonna, especially at St. Joseph's Parish. What a fantastic uh, interview, uh, a chance to talk to Father Jim. He's always so full of stories. Uh, he's, he's lived such an exciting life uh, for the Lord and uh Exciting to hear about that that recent pilgrimage to the to the Holy Land he was a part of, um, and also very exciting to talk to Gabriel Rashavi uh, from uh, Holy Trinity Parish out there in Little Missile. Uh, as I mentioned a few times, it is Fair Week, um, which is kind of what germinated the seed of the idea to come out here and uh, thought about uh, our our good friend uh, Deb McManaman, who's been on air uh, several times to speak about different things, St. Paul Street evangelization. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to go through all of them because then I'll take away everything you have to say for the interview. But uh, welcome, Deb. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on again. Fantastic. Uh, could uh, For those who maybe haven't heard you on air before or haven't met you in person, uh, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what you're involved in? So I am, I would call myself a Catholic lay apo- um, apostolate of evangelization right now, living the joy of the gospel, going out and speaking about my faith to other people. Um, I'm also an active participant, a member of St. Joseph's Parish, and I'm on um, the current president of the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Uh, I ended up in charge of the Catholic booth at the fair for the last couple of years, so we're excited that that's going on again. I actually sing at church. Uh, have, I started that when I was in sixth grade, and my dad forced me to sing with him at church. <laughs> so a traumatic experience turned into something that was lifelong. I guess he knew what he was talking about. There you go. Um, and then I, I teach and train people across the country for um, evangelization. I just got back last week from Oklahoma City. I got invited to speak there. Wow. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And that's, uh, that's as part of... Um St. Paul Street Evangelization, right? Yeah. right? Uh, how did you get involved with them? Well, we I and, actually and first, heard... <laughs> first, before we get too far into it, and I've, I've spoken to a few people around here, wasn't a problem in Michigan. We all knew no. St. Paul Street Evangelization, yeah. what that was. A lot of people around here think it has something to do with the city of St. Paul, which it has to do with the saint of St. Paul. Correct. Right, so yes. um, just, just and before we go too far... And I've been asked that a lot. Down, <laughs> so. Oh, you're from St. Paul. I was like, well, no, actually, uh, the Apostle Paul... Um, I actually heard about St. Paul Street Evangelization on Catholic Radio. And the founder, Steve Dawson, was talking about Catholics out evangelizing. And I said to myself, that's not true. <laughs> Catholics don't do that. And But it piqued my curiosity, so I signed up for their newsletter. And eventually I ended up out there training to be for their leadership institute. And they took us out on the street in Detroit before mm. I even got trained. And it was like, wait a minute. I live in Owatonna, Minnesota. We don't talk to people about our faith, you know, out in public. Right. And it ended up being just an amazing experience, and that was in 2015. And so currently we have, I think, four teams in the diocese here. We have multiple teams in the Twin Cities, uh, one up in Bemidji, one in Duluth. So we're the Holy Spirit is working in the state of Minnesota, and it's it's super cool to see it. And one of the things that we do is we go out to the Mayo Clinic twice a month in the summer and just have amazing um, conversations with people and pray with people. And we could, 
it's been averaging about 40 to 50 people in a two-hour period that we pray with. So wow. amazing. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so um, I guess uh, people who might not be familiar sort of with the, uh, with the model, yep. when you talk about being out there in front of the Mayo Clinic, what is it that, that you guys do? So we bring um, a sign that says, Need Prayer. And it's got Jesus on there and a list of things that people might want prayer about. Um, and we bring rosaries that have been blessed. We bring medals that have been blessed, holy cards. And we stand out there with friendly faces and people walk by and we say, oh, would you like a rosary? We're giving them away today. Would you like a blessed medal? Do you need prayer for anything? And so we, we pretty much stay in a location and let people come to us. Although we have... I don't know if you've ever spoken to Father Dobbs. He's at the seminary. I, I say he's like the Pied Piper. He likes to walk down the plaza, <laughs> and people just flock to, flock him. to him. And so we will sometimes like travel with our rosaries on our arms. Um, we were then super blessed that we have a, a lot of priests that come out with us. So Father Dobbs was with us earlier in the summer and had heard confessions out in the plaza. People wow. came up because when a, we have a priest, I have a sign that says a priest is available for confession or counseling or whatever. And mm-hmm. so before we even set the sign up, a man came, oh, Father, can I go to confession? Mm-hmm. That was like, Bishop Quinn told me once when he was um, here that his one of his dreams was that we would be have priests available for confession in public places. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was really cool there to see go. that and how open people are to that. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of Bishop Quinn, he, uh, he joined you. Oh, yes. He (laughs) he was an awesome evangelist. And I was telling people when I knew he was retiring, my prayer was always, dear Lord, send us a bishop with a heart for evangelization. So, So, So we can all thank you, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it was me. I'm sure there were other people praying for that, but... (laughs) We we were actually out on the street the day that um, vespers were. So when I oh, when okay. I got to go through the line and introduce myself, um, Bishop Barron's homily during vespers was all about evangelization. Right, yeah, I was able absolutely. to shake his hand and say, "Hey, Bishop, we were out there doing exactly what you asked us Fantastic. to do today." So it was cool. Fantastic! Very very cool. And the uh, the <clears throat> seminarians too, right? Are yes, also involved yes. And we have. Um, just the last time we were out, one of the seminarians was with us. We we often have seminarians out there. We go to Winona, and um, uh, Father Marty from the seminary usually has me come in and speak to his juniors and seniors mm-hmm. about evangelization, and then we go out in Winona and evangelize. So, Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, fantastic. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, Nick Bedelski here in Owatonna at St. Joseph Parish. I uh, was speaking with Deb McManaman. We've t- been talking about her... Uh, her work with uh, St. Paul Street Evangelization here in the diocese, and uh, there's a whole bunch of things that you're involved in, and we'll, we'll get to those eventually. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's fair time, um, and we've been talking about evangelization, and you mentioned at the top of the show the Catholic booth, um, which is something that's kind of been a, a tradition at the fair um, and and something that kind of fell, fell in your lap, I think I understand, <laughs> and then uh, you kind of took it from there. So could you uh, tell our listeners what the Catholic booth is? So... I moved to town in 1983, and the fair booth had been in place for a long time before that, the Catholic fair booth. So I don't know exactly the history of when it started. started. It It was the Legion of Mary, I believe, had been running it for a long time. And as their members, they don't have a a chapter here anymore. So as they were kind of exiting out of doing the booth, they asked if I would be willing to Mm. take it over. And so I think it's been... 
probably four years now that I've been doing it. So we kind of brought our street evangelization materials into it, but it's pretty cool. People from all parishes around here donate things, and then we give everything away for free at the booth, and then we have our prayer station set up. People can um, write in prayer requests. We'll pray with them while they're Mm. there. We have sacramentals to give away. In fact, Father Jim blessed all my miraculous medals that we give out while we're there. Um, just a few years ago, one of the Catholic stores in Rochester closed, and he gave me all of his inventory that he had oh, left. Cool. So we've been kind of putting those through. Very cool. Lots of holy cards, lots of um, a variety of different medals that I don't have. I have, you know, probably forty different kinds that I can get from St. Paul Street Evangelization, right. but it's just not possible to have every saint. <laughs> right, you right, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of fun. People can kind of look through this basket that we have of of all different kinds of saints. Very cool, very cool. Uh, and, and if people haven't been, uh, Steel County Fair is, uh, at, at least as far as I know, the largest county fair in the state of Minnesota. It's the largest free fair in the state of free Minnesota. Free fair, okay. Yeah. So then and we that, get uh, probably a quarter of a million people come through during the fair, so it's a pretty wow. pretty big fair. Wow, yeah, and there's two... Uh, Two big buildings set up for with different booths, uh, different yep. vendors, and things. Some people, most of it's uh, you know um, um, companies trying to sell things or, or different organizations like that. But it's it's always nice to have the the Catholic booth there in the middle of everything. We got to go last year and uh, and stop by the booth. Uh, so it was, it was really cool in the middle yeah. of everything to have a booth where it's just jam packed full of books and leaflets and yes. uh, prayer cards and everything. Just fantastic, you yeah. know, uh, to be out there. As a witness, uh, do you have any experiences uh, of of interacting with people there uh, at, the fair? at the fair? Yeah, that you can share. I have a great story. There was I was um, somebody was late coming into their shift, so I should have already been gone. And this young girl comes in the side door, teenager, and she said, um, she saw our prayer sign, and she said, "Oh, can you pray for my dad?" And I said, "Sure, I can pray for your dad." And she comes over. Her name was Mimi. And I said, well, what does your dad need prayer for? I'm thinking, oh, he's got cancer. He lost mm-hmm. his job. And she goes, my dad doesn't believe in God anymore. Oh, I was wow. like, wow, really? So the mom and the brother come over, and they, when she married, the mom married the dad. The mom was an atheist. And so as they went through their marriage, she, the mom got closer to God and decided to go through RCIA. And as she did, the day they came into the church, the dad told them he didn't believe in God anymore. So we prayed for her dad, his name was Jeff, and it was like, um, you know, Mimi, the Lord loves your dad more than you can ever imagine, and let's just pray for your comfort and for his drawing back to the church again. And we went through this prayer, and she's shaking the whole time she gets done, and she said, oh, this is the best day of my life. And I said, really? Why? And she goes, because I was so worried about my dad, and now I know that God loves him, and I can just give him over to God. Wow. Praise the Lord. You wow. Know? She was from the Twin Cities, so the chances that we would see each other and be able to interact right. at that time, it was like one of those divine appointments. I know God sent her there because he wanted her to hear how much he loved her dad. Absolutely. Well, really cool, you know. Yeah. And that's, uh, I think some people hear the term evangelization and they think that you're out there. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, handing out tracts. <laughs> you're or, going or, to hell. Or arguing with people about, you know, explaining stuff. But a lot of it's just, like you said, praying with people. Exactly. Right? Or, or listening. I mean, that's the number one thing we do is we just, you know, somebody tells us a story. You know, tell me about that, what happened. Or you get a lot of, I used to be Catholic. And then my answer is always, well, tell me about that. And then you just hear what they have to say and then you respond to that 
in whatever manner is appropriate. You know, sometimes it's really simple, like, you know, do you know how easy it is to come back to the church? Mm. And people don't know that. They're, they haven't heard that all you have to do is repent and go to confession and right. you're yeah. back in the door, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Taking our tops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, fantastic! Really cool. Um, and uh, like like you mentioned, uh, you're involved with a lot of different things. I saw um, there's uh, some su- exciting things the Society of Saint Vincent de Paul is mm-hmm. doing uh, here in Owatonna. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about that after the break. So uh, if you're joining us on air, stay tuned for that. Uh, Nick Medelsky, Deb McManaman here at Saint Joseph Parish in Owatonna, Minnesota. Stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. How can you know for sure that your loved one is in heaven? Well, the short answer is you can't. I'm Father Chris Alar, but you can have confident hope that they are saved because no matter when or how they died, even by suicide, you can pray and make sacrifices now to still help them accept God's final offer of grace. Jesus told St. Faustina, Call upon my mercy on behalf of sinners. I desire their salvation. When you pray with faith on behalf of some sinner, I will give him the grace of conversion. Wow, if you desire heaven for someone, God desires it even more. So do your part to help them get there. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. Dick Medelsky in Owatonna, Minnesota, at St. Joseph Parish, a beautiful place to be. Deb McManaman uh, joining me in person, uh, talking about the Catholic booth at Steele County Free Fair as well as uh, her work with St. Paul Street Evangelization. And uh, as we kind of mentioned at the start of the interview, you're also uh, very involved with the Society of St. Vincent de Paul uh, here in Owatonna. Uh, could you uh, tell us a little bit about that and how you got how you got started as a Vincentian? Sure. So when Bishop Quinn came to our diocese, he was the Episcopal moderator of the National St. Vincent de Paul, and he came here and we had no conferences. <laughs> so he said, where are my Vincentians? <laughs> So he kind of put out a call to the different 
to all his pastors in the diocese. And Father McGrath was currently at our parish here and asked people if they would be willing to consider starting a conference. And my husband, Tim, and I were like, you know, we both do a lot of volunteer stuff, but not a lot of things that we could do together as a couple. So we thought, hey, you know, maybe we'll give this a try. So in 2000, we started talking about it 2011, 2012, we were formed as part of the national. And so we just start celebrating in September, I think, we'll be celebrating our 10th year in existence. Very cool. And... At the beginning, it was a little rocky. We ran out of money all the time, and so we'd have to stop (laughs) being able to help people. Uh, And we, you know, just were kind of, they give you the rule and all the things you're supposed to do, but actually living it is a little bit more challenging. Right. And, um, uh, but now, you know, we've been operating, like I said, for 10 years. People are very generous. Somebody asked last night, well, where do you get your money from? We had a meeting last night. It's, It's like, fully donations. Hmm. So we're supported fully by donations. Um, I want to say last year, we I think we helped like 970 families. Wow. And it's not a huge amount that we can help with. We have guidelines, but we, we listen to them, you know, like we do with street evangelization. So tell me what's going on. You know, can we pray with you? Right. Uh, and then we try to help monetarily if we can in, you know, whatever way we can. So out of that uh, society that was formed, we have two, um, they call them special works. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a special work called Furnishing Hope, and it's a furniture bank. So somebody that's going from, let's say, homelessness or, you know, for some reason they had to leave where they were at, we can provide them with a full apartment of furniture. Wow. So couch, tables, chairs, beds, everything wow. for no cost to them. Wow. And again, all the furniture is donated. We do have some of the local furniture stores that will give us, you know, 10 beds or something like that. Wow, so that's been really cool, helpful, yeah. too. And then, again, it's all volunteers. We've got some local sports organizations that will come and help move furniture for us or our, our religious education confirmation students mm. will do that. And then we have another special work that's called Vincent's Table, and we started that in 2014, and that's a soup kitchen. So anybody, we don't ask, you know you qualify to come and get a free meal it's just anybody who wants to come so when we were serving indoors for a long time we were serving um, at the tables in here before life before covid and so you know some people came just for the fellowship of having somebody to sit down and talk to Mm. at dinner some elderly people and things like that then when covid hit we went strictly to drive through and we're we're still kind of in a holding pattern on that. So every time we're getting ready to start opening up again, then the we'll hear something that oh, there's another wave going uh-huh. through. Or we've asked the people right now that drive up in the line, and um, they're nervous about coming in. Yeah. A lot of them are yeah. vulnerable, and um, <clears throat> so it's just we'll play it by ear. And eventually, we're hoping to bring people back inside again. But we're up to about um, the last couple of weeks. We've been about 115, 120 meals a week that we give out. So we have eight teams that rotate once every eight weeks. They, uh, we get food from Channel One or <clears throat> when wherever we can find it. Some teams will buy things to serve because they want to serve a certain thing, and we just have volunteers that come in and prepare it and then serve it. And very well received. There's actually three organizations in town that serve free meals. We're one. Uh, Trinity Lutheran Church serves one on, I think they're on Thursday night, and then Bethel Baptist Church does it on Tuesdays. So wow. it's nice that 
some people will come up to us and say, this is the only meal I've had today. Wow. So it's, I wish there was something every day of the week, but um, we've been really, I think last year we did, we, we, we approximate, you know, over 5,000 meals a year that we give out for free. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And how long is that uh, program? 2014 we started. 2014. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's a lot of meals. <laughs> and that was only uh, two years or so after you got started with the, yeah. uh, the chapter. Yeah. Well, we had, it was funny because... Um, to be a full member of St. Vincent de Paul, you need to be a Catholic. And we had somebody that uh, is married to a Catholic, that, but's not Catholic, who was volunteering up at the Salvation Army Soup Kitchen up in the Twin Cities oh. and said, hey, you know, I think this would be a really good idea. And he had some background in restaurant, uh, fast food restaurants. Oh, so gotcha. he kind of helped us get got it off the ground and ran it for a couple of years until, cool. until they moved out of, this, out of the town. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know if we would have thought of it on our own, but... <laughs> It's been a real blessing for, and you know, a lot of our volunteers, that was the other thing. I was like, well, how are we going to get enough people to do this? And we put a call out and we ended up with enough. We have over a hundred volunteers. So it's like, wow. And people wow. said, you know, you give money and you don't see where that goes. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I feel like I'm actually doing something tangible for people right. that need help. And so that's been a blessing for the people that help out too. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think uh, uh, some people don't uh, don't understand that necessarily. That a lot of times you get way more than you give. Oh yeah, <laughs> for you, sure. When you do something like that, for so, sure. Very cool, especially you know, Owatonna is a good size uh, city, but it's not like Minneapolis or St. Right. Paul or you know. Um, and to be able to pull those resources together and yeah. have three different organizations in town yeah. even uh, able to do that, that's really cool. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, before I was involved with St. Vincent de Paul, if you would have asked me if there was much poverty in Owatonna, I would have said no. You know, yeah. We're pretty middle middle of the road, middle class city. And once we started, it was like, holy mackerel. It's 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 everywhere. You know, people, people a lot of people are just living just on the on edge. The edge yeah. And one little thing, you know, the, a child got sick and they couldn't go to work for three days and they don't have that benefit just throws their whole life out of balance and so that's kind of we help get them kind of back on their feet again yeah that's uh, i've heard that term before invisible yes poverty, right? oh it, it is it's it's and now that you know now that i've been involved in it it's it's like I, I i'm guessing that's the same way in every community you know until you're looking until your eyes are opened mm. you don't see what's there very cool um if, uh, if you're just tuning in, Deb McManaman uh, joining me here at uh, St. Joseph Parish in Owatonna. We've been speaking about uh, her work with Society of St. Vincent de Paul uh, here at uh, St. Joseph Parish. Uh, Vincent, Vincent's Table, mm-hmm. is it? That's what it's called. Um, and then also the, the Furniture Bank. Uh, Furnishing, Furnishing Hope. Hope. Yep. Uh, re- two really cool programs uh, that they have running here in, uh, in Steele County. Uh, really exciting to hear about that. Um, and we're always looking for volunteers. <laughs> there you go. Um, you you mentioned that um, that uh, to in order to be a full member of the Society of Saint Vincent de Paul, you need to be a Catholic, and that's kind of uh, because uh, the uh, the service work is important, but that's just uh, part of the picture, right? Mm-hmm. Of being a member of the Society of Saint Vincent de Paul. So, could you tell us a little bit about kind of the the spirituality behind being a Vincentian? Yeah. So we we often think that the number one thing is service, but the actual number one thing about being a Vincentian is growing in, in holiness, growing in faith, the spirituality part of it. So 
in order to do that, to be fully part of that, we, you know, the rule is that you need to be Catholic. I'm I'm a trainer for St. Vincent de Paul, too, so yeah. <laughs> I go through and teach this. But it really is amazing. You know, we start our meetings with prayer. We have prayer at the beginning. We do a reflection on the gospel that's coming up. We talk about that. How does that fit into what we do as Vincentians? So it's one of those things where you can't give what you don't have. Right. So unless we are growing in spirituality and um, growing in our faith, it's hard to go out and, and be faithful to other people. Right. Yeah. I had somebody we were talking uh, she was having a st- struggling with her young kids, a single mom, and she looked at me and she goes, "You are, you look like you're really happy and peaceful. How do you do that?" And it's like, "Well, you know what? I'm Catholic, and my faith is really important to me, and I trust that Jesus is going to always be there for me, looking out for me, and that just changes the way I look at life. I don't, I don't think about the things that happen in my life as this is the big picture. You know, it's it's like I'm grounded in." my love of my church, and my love of the Lord. And she was like, wow, you know, I never thought about that, that your faith could make such a difference. So mm. you're able to witness to those things when, you, when you're strong in your faith and when you're um, practicing it, you know, by being kind to others, by doing those social justice things that, you know, aren't just on a piece of paper. It's how you live your life. Right, yeah. yeah. Very cool, very cool. So i uh, been talking about two... Uh, Two great uh, organizations to get involved with. If if someone's interested in in either or St. Paul Street Evangelization here in the diocese or um, Society of St. Vincent de Paul, uh, where would they go? How would they find out more information? If, if they went to the St. Joseph's website, stjosephoatana.org, there in in our bulletin, my contact information is in there, and you can there's there's always a little bulletin article about St. Vincent de Paul, and you can get a hold of me for St. Um, Paul Street Evangelization there also, or it's Deb at St. Paul, S-T-P-A-U-L-S-E dot com. So they can get me there, too. Very cool, very cool. It's, <laughs> it's exciting. When it I uh, when I saw that in the bulletin, when I was looking through, I said, of course Deb's involved with the uh, <laughs> Society of Saints of Vincent Paul, too. Why not? Um, you know, not enough to do, but yeah. uh, very very cool. And, and like you said, it's a natural... A natural um, yeah, a natural extension, right? It is, of the evangelization really. work. Yes. So really, really cool. Um, thanks for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live. Uh, Nick Medelsky here at St. Joseph Parish in Owatonna just had a lovely conversation with Deb McManaman. Uh, people can visit uh, you guys at the the Catholic booth, yep. Steel County Fair. Um, it runs, starts this evening and runs through Sunday, Saturday or Sunday? Sunday at 8, 8 p.m. All right, very cool. So if you're at the uh, at the Steel County Fair, make sure to stop by the Catholic booth. There's there's a lot of booths in the commercial buildings, but uh, but you'll find them there. And uh, stop by whoever's there and have a chat. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Deb. Nick.